I'm Marianne Kolbesek McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking about medical device cybersecurity issues with Dr. John Halemka, who heads innovation at Beth Israel Leahy Health in Boston. John is also International Healthcare Innovation Professor at Harvard Medical School and an advisor at security vendor Scenario. So for starters, what are the biggest challenges that you're dealing with these days at your organization involving the cybersecurity of medical devices? Well, let me start at a very high level. We all know that in 2019, cybersecurity threats are increasing in severity and number. And so you are as strong as your weakest link. Now, we've been doing this for years and years. And so, of course, you build a multi-layered defense and you deal with first, you know, this was 10 years ago. Remember patch management, patch Tuesdays. Oh, and then came firewalls, intrusion detection, prevention, and then came various other kinds of tools and along the way, however, a lot of things like IV pumps, EKG machines, CT scans weren't really considered in scope. But these days, when people buy medical devices, they all come with TCP IP ports. And so here you have this fascinating challenge of thousands of devices on hospital networks around the world, and many of those devices have little to no security. So figuring out how to deal with that is a top-of-mind issue. So now, John, when it comes to medical device cybersecurity, there's often turf wars. Who's responsible for securing these devices? Should it be the IT or the security organization, the bioengineering people, the vendors? How does your organization tackle this? And so many organizations in healthcare have a division between the IT department and the clinical engineering or device procurement and maintenance department. Think back 20 years, right, devices like fax machines or IV pumps or EKG machines didn't really have an IT component. Well, these days, of course, they're all emitting data, <laughs> but there are also potential security risks. So what we did a couple of years ago is we actually merged the IT department and the clinical engineering department. So now clinical engineering, procurement, security, support, it's all within one big happy family. And so I think the question that you ask across the world is, do you do that? Or if politics are hard, you know, what are your mitigating technologies you can put in place to look for aberrant behavior on these devices or know what devices you have? So I think it's a combination of some things technical, some things organizational to address these concerns. So, John, when new security vulnerabilities come to light, how are they addressed in your organization? So the chief information security officer is the first responder and understands risk and response to risk, but it truly is an enterprise issue. I mean, this is what we always have to be careful of. Uh, security isn't just a CISO issue or a CIO issue. It's a CEO and board issue. So every year what we do is we use a framework, and that framework could be a NIST framework or a COBIT or ITIL or HITRUST or somebody's framework. And you evaluate based on your situation and the risks of the day, what are the projects to do and the projects you work on. And so it's a pretty strong formal governance process that we use, recognizing, I mean, to your point, if there is an issue that just pops up spontaneously, CISO first response and then engage others as needed. And John, in terms of the most pressing, evolving cybersecurity issues facing healthcare sector entities involving medical devices, what's most worrisome to you? So for the last two decades, many device vendors have told me the following. 
well, I know we're running Windows XP, but our device was approved by the FDA, and if we were to change it from XP to something else, we would need recertification by the FDA. So this is your challenge, is that you probably have thousands of devices that are running Windows 98 on up, and you probably have devices that may have things like free text passwords or little to no auditing for, from a security perspective. So enumerating the devices, figuring out where your risks are, and then putting in this multi-layered defense to mitigate those risks is what's top of my mind. And so, John, based on what you're seeing and how your organization is handling medical device cybersecurity, do you have any top advice to other healthcare sector entities? All right. So I think it's first really important to bring visibility to the devices you have. And if you have this split between IT and clinical engineering, that may be hard. So either unify the departments, or if you can't do that, as I say, put in the tools and technologies necessary to bring that visibility. Once you bring the visibility, then understanding the risks and mitigating the risks, that's important. And you put in firewalls, and sometimes you do air gapping, right? Devices aren't connectable to the internet. And then it's pretty important to do ongoing monitoring, right? So would you agree it's pretty weird for an IV pump to make a phone call. <laughs> uh, you, there's certain behaviors that you just shouldn't see. And so looking at patterns of behavior of the past and understanding in the future when there's deviations from those patterns will help you identify potential malware, ransomware, and breaches that external entities are attempting on your organization. And finally, John, aside from medical devices, are there any other top cybersecurity issues that you're most concerned with right now? Humans, you know? Well, you could spend millions of dollars on the best technology and still have people who answer a phone call and say, oh, hi, Dr. Bob. Yes, your password is 1234. <laughs> or here's how you get at that file. Or picking up a thumb drive at an airport and inserting it in their laptop. I mean, humans are still our weakest link. So constant education and vigilance is important. Thanks, John. I've been speaking to Dr. John Halemka. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.